What's up, and welcome to the Stormcrow Comic Cast. I'm Ruben G. Kevin Merrill. And uh, this issue, before we start talking about uh, Batman number three, uh, Kevin's got some really cool news to share. Yeah, I want you to look at my, my cell phone. You see that little yeah. little icon there? What what do you call those, those uh, things? Uh, apps? Applications? Applications, yeah. apps, I think. Well, anyway, uh, whatever this is that you put on your Android device, uh, the 336 Podcasting Network has one of those now. Uh, so you can download this from the uh, the Google Play Store to search for the 336 uh, Podcasting Network. Uh, and it'll it'll come right up, and you can you can see what all we're up to. You can check our our Facebook trends from there. You can look at the episode list for the three three six cast, for the Stormcrow comic cast, for the Three Beards. It's really sweet. Um, Opposed Thumbs, I believe, is on there now. We're working with the name re- redacted guys to get them set up with the app. But uh, you know, instead of having to go to your computer every time you want to listen to an episode or check your iTunes or whatever, put us on your phone. That's actually pretty sweet. It's super convenient. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just click episodes and there's all the episodes for the the three three six cast, and then you you know you can just go back and click on Stormcrow Comic Cast. There's all the episodes that we've had. It's got the the descriptions, everything. You just click on one of them, whatever you want to listen to, and then there pops up a play button. You'll hit play, and it'll start the episode. That's awesome. And uh, where can people download this? Uh. So if you've if you got an Android device, you can um, just go to the Google Play Store. It should be an app that's already installed on your Android device. Um, if not, I'll put a link in this episode description so people can go click it, download it, get it onto whatever. It doesn't have to be a cell phone. Let's say if you have a uh, like a Kindle. Kindle runs on Android. I can download oh, this this app to my my Amazon Kindle. Yeah. Any so. any word on uh, iTunes? I'm I'm one of those zombies rocking an iPhone. Un- unfortunately, their Mr. app. Mr. Jobs tells me their app marketplace is um. What's the best word to use? Enclosed a little bit. Okay. It's not as open to third party. Okay. Things. Yeah. So they're. I'll try. I can, yeah, but no, 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 no problems. It's, it's you know. interesting because there there are some differences how accessible yeah. it is. So yeah, that's cool. Uh, Android is is much more. Um, open to third parties. Sure, sure. So. All right. Well, you know, maybe we'll, we'll break the sound barrier and yeah, well, you know, but if you are using an iPhone, just, just hook up to your iTunes or whatever, download yeah. us there. We're available there. Now, uh, the Stormcrow comic cast, the three beards, um, name redacted. I think, well, they might not be on iTunes. I'm not sure. You know, and, and but. Apple might have its faults, but for me, mm-hmm. not being a crazy technical guy, um, iTunes is pretty dang convenient. And, sure. And, you yeah. know, I uh, was able to find Stormcrow Comic Cast on there and it wasn't yeah. too big a deal. Think of it as, you know, you're, you're a video game guy. Yeah. So, you know how people always talk about how uh, PlayStation is a lot more open to more independent games and things like that. Whereas, uh, you know, Xbox Live has a much more kind of uh, gated marketplace, I yeah, guess you sure. would say. Sure. It's kind of like that with the Apple versus Android type thing. Nothing wrong with, with Apple, obviously. It's a lot easier for us to get content if you I, have. To as you I on recall, a, on an you know, device. Android was looking for ways to, uh, you know, separate themselves from iTunes, and I think you know it makes sense that they uh, they were a lot more open, as you said, to yeah. uh, different developers and stuff. But it's cool we're on there, and the the app itself looks super fly. Yeah, it's got the little three three six cast icon yeah. there. You just click on it, it pulls everything up. We're in the information yeah. age, y'all. Absolutely. Crazy. 
And you can, uh, it gives you the option to, you know, if you're on Wi-Fi with your phone or you got 4G or whatever, you don't even have to download it. You can just stream it from the app if you don't want to download it to your phone and take up space or whatever. So, and I also caught the show on uh, Facebook. You know, you can listen to it right off the Facebook yeah. page. So there's actually a lot of easy yeah. ways to lots of ways get to get to our stuff. On. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we were three three six cast.com. You can click stuff on Facebook. You could download us on iTunes. Now we're right on your Android device too. Sweet. So anyway, Batman number three. Yes. Part three, the Court of Owls. Let's let's yes. jump right into this comic book goodness that everyone came here for. Yeah. So we start off with a, a little bit of a Wayne history lesson. Yeah. Um, the book uh, opens with uh, Gotham City, winter 1922. and That was a long time ago. I don't that, remember that year. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, internet was still dial-up, I think. Yeah. And you had the UHF switch on your TV back then. That's right. It was Sorry. it was dial up and then like smoke signals. This is the and history was, of technology. Yeah, you know, and this is that's right. You had dial up, then smoke signals, <laughs> then right. broadband. That's right. Morse code in there somewhere. Yeah, that's right. But no one ever used that. Yeah. So uh, in the picture, Alan Wayne is messing with his smartphone. No, no. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> he's he's running through the streets, utterly disheveled. It sort of looks like he's in his sleeping gown. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, old school gowns, what you would wear to bed, I guess. Um, As you slept in a separate bed from your wife. Yes, yes. This is a, a better time, a golden age of America, if you yes. will. At least Gotham City. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, he's running through traffic and he gets stopped by... Um, some cops who uh, first officer seems to just think he's a, you know, a a homeless guy or whatever. He he certainly appears that way. And uh, his buddy cop whispers in his ear that uh, this is Alan Wayne. Right. (laughs) You know, and uh, tells him to throw a coat on the guy, take care of him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Alan's raving mad. It seems Uh, he, he feels like he, he seems utterly paranoid that he's being chased. Mm-hmm. And uh, he sort of mentions the 13th hour. It's upon us. They're coming. And uh, the cops are trying to figure out what to do with this guy. They can't just, you know, throw him in a cop car like a common criminal. They want to treat him right. And they turn their backs for a second and he disappears. Uh, it looks like he falls down a manhole. And, and the cop even says, did he fall or jump? And the other guy replies, he didn't see. Right. Um. So, we jump forward in time to Gotham City at the present, and it sort of leaves it right there with a little mystery. Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, we're we're down below the streets uh, still in a uh, kind of like a subway station type area. Yeah. Right, right. It's kind of interesting. It leads down there sort of, you know, thematically him falling into the sewer and then taking the story takes up with Batman down in the sewer. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, as you recall from last issue, Batman had his first encounter with the Talon. Right. And um, so this is sort of picking up uh, with that and thought he's he's tracking down some leads. He's in full detective mode. That's right. That's right. And of course, his full detective mode <laughs> is a little brutal. And uh, he basically, the different sewer systems, uh, he explains, are controlled by different gangs. Yeah. And he's sort of going through the gangs and uh, he's basically interrogating them. And he has no problem violating their rights, namely the right to an unsplattered face against right. a uh, subway wall. Yeah, uh, he's, he's, not, he's not reading anyone their rights at all. Yeah. No. Yeah, he's basically torturing this guy. Yeah. I mean, the guy's a criminal, so, you know, you can qualify your morality however you like. But uh, 
he's being pretty brutal. And and we were talking a second ago. I love this panel, right? The same panel where it says Gotham City now, and and Batman's shoving the face uh, the guy up into the wall, and and a subway car is going by. And if you look, you can see, you know, what appears to be the silhouette of the conductor, which is just sort of vaguely sketched in, but his eyes right. are clearly <laughs> open. He is totally witnessing this yeah. costumed freak down in the sewers, beating the crud out of, uh, you know, some random dude. And it just, I think events like this are the things that would sort of lead to the legend of Batman. Right. You know what I mean? Gotham City and how they think of Batman is informed in part by these random encounters of average city people with this crazy nut dressed up, you know, enforcing his own sort of law. Mm. And so, uh, you know, what, what story does this guy tell to his family or <laughs> friends? He's like, y'all, okay, you're probably not going to believe me, but there was a guy, he kind of looked like a bat and he was smashing someone's face into the wall. It's, it's just kind of funny, you know, to think about for me at least, uh, yeah, because I mean, he, he clearly, you know, you look in his eyes, he clearly has a, a look of either like shock or surprise or fear on right, his face. You know, right. I mean, it's just a brief moment in time. You got the subway just zipping oh, yeah. down. Yeah. The, you, you so know. he's he's going to see him for two seconds max, yeah. you know, but he'll know he saw something. And, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And you kind of get the feeling like this is one of those short images that burns itself in your mind. And this guy will probably never forget. I think like if I witnessed something like that. And uh, I was able to see it. Somehow my brain would hold on to that image. And I'd tell my <laughs> grandchildren about it. I ever tell you about the time I saw Batman down the sewer? Anyway, but uh, really cool. And so, you know, he's interrogating the guys. There's, there's, Go there's, ahead. Yeah. there's one more thing about yeah, this panel. Yeah. If you, if you kind of turn it upside down, if you look at dude's sock, his, his, his pant leg is, is going up. There's an owl on his sock. You see that? A little mm. Easter egg there. He, well, he's got the uh, at least that the owl mask that the court of owls wear. You, you see it right there. Now I'm not that sure face. that I see that as an owl. I hear I do see what you're saying. This is interesting because this does seem like Easter eggs. But my understanding from the story, and we'll certainly talk about this more, is that um, him these these gangsters may not be connected to the court of owls directly. But so, doesn't it look like one of those, those masks that they wear though? Yeah. There, there's a, a mask that's heavily featured through the court of owls story. It's sort of, it doesn't show a lot of detail to the face. It seems to have a small beak and mm -hmm. wide eyes. It's obviously reminiscent of an owl. And, and a lot of the characters uh, throughout the story will be, you know, shown wearing these masks. Yeah. Um, I hear you. I, I see what it is. I'm not sure that I, I think it's that, but, Part of it's because I think Batman is is on a bad lead here. I think, uh, you know, he's trying to track down how the uh, Talon got into, uh, you know, the tower where right. they got attacked. And my understanding is he didn't come through the subway. Uh, it's he, you know, the the scene continues to sort of move on, if that's all mm -hmm. right. Uh, yeah. Which we'll call it. He. He's encountering more members of the gang. The uh, the guy he's beaten up basically calls in some guys, and uh, you know Batman kicks their butt. Of course, they're the Whisper Gang. The Whisper Gang. And, yeah. And Snyder lets us know through Batman's internal monologue that they're one of five gangs that control, uh, you know, the, the smuggling of right. of different commodities in and out of Gotham City that I'm sure aren't always 
exactly legal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Controlled so, black market, you know, yeah. shipping. <laughs> just, uh, just kind of adds a little bit more to kind of the the seediness of Gotham City, right? You know? And just right, small comments right. like that that overall don't have anything to do with the story, but it adds another layer to the mythos of Gotham. Sure you know? does, sure does. Yeah, and I feel like the. Uh, the little details, the Whisper Gang isn't going to figure prominently in the rest of the Court of Owls series we'll be reading. But I feel like what he's doing here, um, the gang might be picked up in later stories. It sure, feels yeah, like. maybe issue 40 or something right, will, will right. feature the Whisper Gang. Yeah, yeah. maybe, uh, you know, Penguin trying to move in on their territory or whatever yeah. it is. Or, but- or like, say, like. They never mention it again, and like fifty years from now, Grant Morrison is still writing right. comics, and he'll 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 make a whole story arc out of this this one little appearance of yeah, this gang. Yeah. yeah, certainly he great at uh, finding old characters yeah. that, and unearthing them, bringing them back to relevance. Anyway, and the guys in the Whisper Gang, like a lot of the members, their initiation process includes uh, wearing this mask that's welded onto their face to like prove their loyalty and that yeah, they'll never so they talk or snitch. whatever. Snitches yeah. get stitches. <laughs> indeed, indeed. You've always been pretty gangsta, dude. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so the cool trick he plays on them is as a subway car uh, runs by, he flicks a small tic tac looking magnet that magnetizes the whole subway. Yeah. And as it zips by, all these guys with their masks get stuck magnetically onto the subway, which tears them away. And uh, he's able to get a little bit more personal time with his uh, original target. Right. And, uh, you know, just to sort of play around with the idea, he, he, he does have some technology in his cow, basically a lie detection technology. You know, you, you, there's a picture. It looks sort of like, a, you know, the little rhythmic pulse that that's shown on, you know, hospital monitors yeah, your and heartbeat. whatnot. Yeah, yeah your yeah. heartbeat. Right, right. And um, maybe some combination of, of those senses or whatnot. You know, his the technology in his cow is, acts as a lie detector, which, you know. I don't know. I mean, how useful is this? If you assume he's got this great technology, maybe why didn't you do that right at the beginning? Why didn't you just sure. lie detect him? Yeah. My understanding with that stuff is that, you know, it's, it's more art than science, you know, that you, you can't just regulate. So maybe he felt the butt whooping uh, was going to still useful, right. still useful. Sometimes it's just fun to smash. Sometimes it's just fun. Yeah. You got to get it out. But oh, And another one of those great lines too, you know, he's, he's talking to this, uh, Whoever this guy is, I don't know if he's part of a gang or he looks like he's just kind of gang dude. I mean, it's still that him. guy is. Yeah, yeah. It's but he doesn't have the mask though. No, that's right. Remember? Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. You're it's, right. It's the same guy from earlier. Yeah, before it's yeah, the initiates who wear the masks. Yeah, you, know, you tell me everything you know about the assassin. Blah blah blah. And and you know you're talking about the the lie detector that he has built into his right. mask. You know he says I, I don't know anything about him. And then Batman just goes, "Get out of my tunnels." Yeah. You know he's. Once again, taking ownership of Gotham City. You Absolutely, know? yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is my playground, kids. Right. <laughs> Either I get your lunch money, or you go find a new swing set. Get out of my sandbox. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, but we we cut to the Batcave. The Batcave, indeed. And uh, Bruce is there. He's got his got his mask off. He's looking. Uh, looks like it's surveillance of him fighting the Talon. That I guess yeah, maybe was picked up by a security yeah. camera in the tower. Um, he's talking to Alfred. He's trying to find, um, he's trying to match up this guy's voice, uh, to, to someone within whatever database that he's connected to. And, uh, there's no results. He, he can't figure out who this talent guy is. Um, 
So anyway, uh, he he goes on. He's he's talking to Alfred some more, and uh, they look at uh, I guess one of the throwing knives, right? Right. right. It has one of the the owl emblems on it. Um, what was he talking about? Yeah, the the man who tried to kill me made a comment about how much he loved killing Wayne's, which you know we remember from last issue. Um, and Alfred replies, "No Wayne in the last fifty years has died suspiciously, to my knowledge, other than your parents, of course." And he goes, I know that, but whoever he is, this man wants me to believe that he isn't just a killer, but that he's the talent. Then he hands over that, that owl knife to, uh, to, to Alfred. It's really interesting. Uh, Alfred is such a encyclopedia of knowledge about the Wayne family and estate and business dealings. Yeah. Uh, Batman's always able to go to him for, you know, a lot of detailed, interesting information. Well, doesn't the story go that you know, the, the Pennyworths have been working for the Waynes for generations too. I think like maybe, maybe Alfred's father also worked for, uh, well, I guess maybe as old as Alfred is maybe for, Potentially Alan Wayne or, or maybe Alan Wayne's son. I don't know. It, it certainly but. may have. I, I feel like there's a lot of history with it, but at the same time, um, not just this being new 52, but also just sort of the nature of comics. You've got so many multiple alternate histories, yeah. even when they're really in the same continuity that you can sort of take it differently. I remember uh, Batman year one and they sort of talk about, you know, Alfred's history with the family there. Mm-hmm. And there's some nuances to it. Um, but the Pennyworths, I mean, Alfred, at the very least, and I think it's suggested otherwise, their lives, you know, they are ostensibly family members of the Waynes. They, they yeah. kind of are. So, But and, and here we, we also have, you know, Bruce not just picking uh, Alfred's brain about about the Waynes, uh, but also he wants to know what Alfred knows about owls. Mm-hmm. And Alfred pretty much just goes, you know, nothing more than just, you know, some trivial things. Um, you know, they're they're carnivorous, uh they're masters of camouflage, they're natural predators of bats. Yeah, that's funny, you know. You know. Um things like that. It's, it's just a really good scene between Bruce and Alfred. Um, really well made. And they do discuss Alan Wayne, of course, who was yes. at the beginning of this issue, and um they they mention that he was getting senile as he get old as he got older and uh he developed a particular obsession with owls. Right. So there is some sort of connection between Alan Wayne and the owls. It seems to be, um, he, he was getting paranoid that they were conspiring against them or whatnot. And obviously, uh, as far as Alfred knows, people didn't really seem to take this seriously. But when we combine that with the beginning of the issue and the way that they sort of leave it open. Alan Wayne disappears down this manhole. None of the characters or, or us as readers, none of us see how exactly how he falls down that manhole. Yeah. Um, you know, it, uh, Snyder is leaving open the possibility that, listen, he was assassinated by the talent or something like this. Sure. And, uh, given the talent's comment that he loved killing Wayne's, I think that's what we're supposed to think yeah. is that the talent killed, you know, Alan Wayne. Um, which maybe, also makes the Talon pretty old. Maybe the Talon is Alan Wayne. Oh, dude. <laughs> the, Al- uh, the Talon is actually Luke Skywalker's father. I think it's spoiled later. Did I spoil something? There's going to yes. be some legal issues with <laughs> yes. DC. Um, George Lucas is going to sue somebody. Yes. Um, or I guess Disney now. Um, <laughs> they can I lo- afford it. I-, I love the the panel on the next page to the top panel where you're you're looking at Bruce and Alfred through the mask. This yeah. The, yeah. You know, Kevin, you mentioned a minute ago that he's, he's in the, 
he's in the Batcave and he's he's watching this old footage and it sparks the conversation with him and Alfred. And in yeah. the first panel on the Batcave, you can see that the mask and cowl, uh, Bruce is sort of taken off and just set uh, on the counter of his computer or whatever he is, is a little space to the side. And so this particular panel you're talking about, it's almost as if the camera, so to speak, has been put inserted in the mask and is looking out through the eye holes of the mask. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite comic artists is uh, J.H. Williams III. Mm-hmm. And now he does crazy panel work. His the He's the, working on Sandman now, right? Sandman, yeah. But, you know, all his other stuff. One of the his little trademarks, I guess, would be the crazy panel work and how the the whole page is a piece of art yeah. and uh, you know, it's, it might be an image a face, whatever. And then each eye or cheek or the mouth might actually be a panel within which action is, is, you know, being drawn out. Um, and by no means is Capullo going that extreme, but he's sort of more, uh, sort of more subtle touch where he's using these, these clever panels um, and giving you interesting perspectives and drawing attention to certain things. Uh, A lot more square, a lot more sort of traditional panels, but um, he has a nice subtle touch with it where he still does fun stuff like that. And, you know, encourages you to go back and sort of think about what it means to you. I remember we were talking about in the first issue with, uh, you know, Dick uh, posing as, uh, Joker and yeah. them fighting back to back. And a couple of the cool panels we, we were talking about then certainly continues here. Yeah. Like I remember like the silhouette of them back to back was like, right. The background that's right. Of one that's of the right. Panels. It was a yeah. silhouette. Yeah. It's good stuff. Anyway. So they, they, they go in and Alfred gives them the usual. I really wish you would stay at home and rest a little while before it's, going back. Alfred's always, you know, super concerned about Bruce and naturally he cares about. Yeah. It's whatever. very parental. Yeah. But Bruce never listens. <laughs> never ever. listens. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, we flip over and we see Bruce talking with uh, Lincoln again, our uh, our favorite politician from from the story arc. That's right. Uh, Lincoln's not doing so hot. No, no, he is laying in a hospital bed. Um, and, and you know they they joke a little bit about the the campaign or whatever and the potential that you know since Bruce was also part of that attack naturally by the talent, Lincoln was there and got hurt. You know Bruce is up and about walking around right, right, and Lincoln's right, right. laid out in this bed and. Uh, you know, I think Lincoln makes a comment. He's just happy that Bruce isn't going to run against him or something like that. But and Bruce changes the subject to what he's really there for. And uh, he, he goes, actually, I wanted to speak with you privately. Um, just before that attacker came in, you were talking about something bad having returned to Gotham. Bill says, you'll remember he's talking about something bad, something evil, ancient. And then the talent busts in. And then the talent yeah. pops in. And um so he's able to push him on it a little bit more, get get a little bit more of what he was getting. At. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He's still, he doesn't have the cowl on, but he's still in detective mode right, right now. Right, right, yeah. Um, and and Lincoln goes, I, I've been getting warnings, Bruce, whispers from people to drop my bid for mayor. Uh, and then two weeks ago, I woke to find an owl in my apartment. Right. Um. Uh, just perched there in my closet, a little pile of bones beneath it. So, um. Uh, they get into this a little bit more. Um, is there anything that you wanted to say in particular well, about this conversation? You know, there, there's a couple of things, uh, which is that, you know, without over dramatizing it, I think yeah. this is the first time we see Lincoln and Bruce differently. Sure. You know, so much of their interactions has reminded you about how similar they are. Um, but Lincoln is, he's got tubes going into his nose. Um, you know, he's, 
a little pale looking. Yeah. Um, he's, he's sick. He's in convalescence or whatever. And, uh, and Bruce is up and at him and, you know, smartly dressed and seems to be good. Um, so like I said, without overdoing it, it's just something that came to my attention. Um, there's also, this is kind of weird. I don't really have an answer for this, but when he first starts interacting on the screen with Lincoln, their conversation first starts, yeah. um, you know, Lincoln is, is talking to him. He says, uh, you know, oh, you're, you're in such good shape or whatever. Good thing you're not running against me. And Bruce goes, actually, Lincoln, I am. That's what I came to tell you. Uh, Lincoln coughs and says, don't make me laugh. And then Bruce says, actually, I want to speak with you privately. And he goes on to, to press him about the owl conversation. Mm-hmm. I think this is a joke. Like, he, he says, don't make me laugh. So I guess Bruce was joking with him that he is there to run for mayor. This part didn't really make sense to me. It's a small thing. I don't, I think like, I, I once again, I might be sort of overblowing this, yeah. but um, I, did you take this when you read it that Bruce was like kind of giving him a little bit of crud I, and teasing him a little bit? I read it as that. Yeah. Okay. But, because in, in my mind, he's doing that because he still has to keep, this Bruce Wayne persona alive or whatever. And, you know, he's not Batman. He's not always dark and brooding as Bruce Wayne. So, you know, he, they, they were both part of a, of a horrific uh, right, event right. or whatever. And, you know, they say that a little bit of laughter goes a long okay, way. So this so. is good natured ribbing. Yeah, and whatever. I think so. I think so. I just remembered that it didn't really click with me at first, sort of the tone of it and what they were really talking about. What, why it fit into the conversation because yeah. they, you know, right after it just go on fit in a different direction. So anyway. to, to your grant, to your, to your credit, it's not the funniest joke in the world. Right. <laughs> so, you know, uh, Bruce kind of fell a little bit short. On yeah, that yeah. Um, yeah, definitely not Snyder though. Snyder's writing at a level yeah. that I, okay. Maybe, maybe <laughs> it was, but. but anyway, so moving on with, with this conversation, um, they they talk about that John Doe that was found in right. issue one where you know he, he he was nailed up to the to the wall and there was a hidden message about Bruce Wayne you know dying tomorrow right, or whatever. Right. Um, you know Lincoln's actually the one that brings it up, and uh, Bruce says the verdict on who who killed that man is still out, and Lincoln brings up beware the court of owls, Bruce that watches all the time ruling Gotham from shadow perched behind granite and lime. They watch you at your hearth. They watch you in your, your bed. And so even Lincoln, you know, he's, he's, he's stuck on this court of owls things. He, he buys it completely at this point. And I would have to think that at this point in Bruce's mind, he's, he's got to know there's, there's a clear antagonist at this point in the story. That the Court of Owls exists, I don't think is any longer a mystery. Um, Bruce is going to want to see, or as Batman is going to want to see some more hard evidence, I think. But we've seen the Talon. We, uh, there's been little hints that they've been through Gotham for a long time. And I think by the end of this issue, well, I know by the end of this issue, there is no doubt that there is a Court of Owls, that they do have a their talent available as a hitman of sorts and that this is who Batman is facing. I feel like during this conversation, Bruce is, he's doing it by way of, of, uh, of questioning Lincoln. But I think at the same time, he's really questioning himself too, because you know, when, when, when Lincoln's, you know, telling that old court of owls rhyme or whatever it is, um, Bruce says, I've been hearing that old rhyme a lot lately, Lincoln, frankly, I'm getting tired of it. Now, if there really was a court of house, I feel like, you know, like I said, he's trying to 
I guess dissuade Lincoln away from the idea, but I, I can't help but feel like Skyder, uh, Scott Snyder's writing it in a way to where Bruce is questioning himself. He yeah. says, because if there really was a court of elves, don't you think with my roots in this city, I'd have learned they were, they were real long ago. And it, it, it seems like to me, I pick up a hint of doubt. Bruce may be coming to grips that he doesn't know as much about Gotham city as he presumed he did. Right. Um, and that's a difficult thing. I think Bruce is uh, somewhat arrogant and is intelligent and is quite capable and he doesn't have many failings. And so if his knowledge of the city is failing him here, um, that's maybe not easy for him to accept. Um, I feel like it is creeping in on him. I agree. I agree. I, I, I think that makes a lot of sense, you know? He's he's getting information from different sources, and it's not just one place. And yeah. so you gotta you gotta listen to it. Um, Lincoln uh, relates another story about the um, the you know as as we talked about, I believe in a previous episode, uh, Lincoln's uh, orphan as well, and uh, spent some time in a uh, boy's home. Uh, and uh, relates a story about the the place uh, sinking. There was mm-hmm. a sinkhole or whatnot. Gives some more connections. Uh, but Bruce shortly gets on his way, and right. uh, it's it's back to work for him. Yeah, there's actually a really cool line too, because you know, Bruce tells Lincoln that he'll you know he'll have his like best security people or whatever look right, after right, right, right. Lincoln, and he goes, "But Bruce, if they're watching me, and then." with my floppy here, I've got to flip past this, yeah. this ad, which works really well in this instance, because that adds a little bit more, you know, another second of su- suspense or whatever. Right, right, right. Who's watching you and there he is back in full Batman guard yeah. or whatever. So, and flying with a, some sort of hang glider, yeah. you know, obviously shaped like bat wings. Um, but just kind of zooming around, you know, town flying around. The, the glider's worth remembering as we get a couple of pages on. Um, but yeah, he's back. He's back as Batman and uh, his Batman's internal monologue, as you put it earlier. Um, it's talking about the superstition yeah. of, uh, you know, a lot of the inhabitants of Gotham City. And uh, there was the another mention of 13, the 13th floor of buildings. Right. And I believe this is true in a lot of places where uh, there won't be a 13th floor. That's a real a thing. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. And so he he's going back to... Uh, I think he's back at Wayne Tower, where he is now. He, yeah, there's one of the gargoyles that he gets on top of. Right, you know, right. As he gets off his glider, and it, it looks like he goes up to room or to floor fourteen. Right. And he's got a cool little gizmo. He's standing on the floor. A little laser shoots out. He traces a <laughs> circle around his feet, and he falls to the up. room yeah. floor, below. Yep. And instantly is in the layer of. I mean, he's hit gold. This is jackpot. This. Yeah does appear to be a layer of this the is, owls. Yes, a talon yeah. hideout of some sort. There's a giant uh, owl emblem, uh, apparently identical to the emblem that was on the throwing knives. Yeah. And in the background, there's a glider, you know, which, you know, I sort of mentioned a second ago, but there's all this equipment, you know, there's uh, training weights. There's uh, I didn't even notice the, isn't the glider that cool? before. That is cool. There's a glider. So yeah. one page, Batman's flying around in a glider, and then um, he breaks into the... The Talon's nest, if you will. Yeah. And uh, there's, a, there's a bunch of training equipment and, and the glider there. And he's looking around and, you know, there's there's knives and different hand-to-hand uh, weapons sort of on the wall on little stands. And there's a super cool old-school steampunkish looking 
Talon outfit. Yeah. Uh, kind of armored, and it's it's got, you know, a lot of stuff that gives it a sort of retro feel. You know, to me, almost, it wouldn't look completely out of place, I don't think, in like an Assassin's Creed game or something. Sure. I no, mean, as, I, as far yeah. as, you know, the, the gauntlets that he's wearing right. or whatever, I don't know. No, no, I don't know where I'm going with that. I, I think I think they're probably drawing on a lot of the same source material, the yeah. same sort of uh, outfits and ideas and whatever. Um, but it is it is pretty cool there. And uh, it also know. reminds me briefly of mm-hmm. uh, before the new Fifty Two started. Snyder had a short uh, limited series called Gates of Gotham, yes. and in the Gates of Gotham, the antagonists in that had these deep diving suits that they wore, and I believe they were like increased their strength or whatnot, and so you know they. They became a menace or whatever, but um, the the Talon's outfit here reminds me of that Gates Gates of Gotham right. series. I think um, another thing that I think is connected is is how prevalent like the architecture and the cityscape and all those elements were, even in just the name, the Gates of Gotham. I think these are all ideas that Snyder must have been playing around with in his head for quite a while. Sure, yeah, about you know things that were important to him in Gotham City. That nerd. Yeah. <laughs> architecture nerd yeah um the the following page i think has a really cool panel you know he's he's continuing to poke around in this talons nest and uh there's i guess a painting or a picture that batman finds on the wall yeah. of a bunch of smartly dressed individuals uh maybe like an aristocracy of sorts uh, wearing these masks that, that we, we mentioned, mentioned. Yeah. yeah um this sort of you know they're they're plain white masks, the small beak, big yep. eye, you know, owl eye holes, and it's dated June eighteen ninety one. Right. Um. So we do seem to get some confirmation here that this has been an organization behind the scenes in Gotham for That's quite some time. Right around thirty years before uh, what was going on with Alan Wayne. That that's we, that's that a good saw. point. Yeah, yeah. That's a, it's sort of nice to get that timeline. So you know they were old, but they were even you know around before Alan Wayne yeah. was. Uh, Featured in that part. And uh, from here, Batman calls into Alfred, his his great encyclopedia of Wayne-related knowledge, and um, probes him about the Alan Wayne Trust for Assisting Young Architects, uh, a fund to be used for progressive additions to Gotham Skyland. Mm-hmm. And uh, discovers, of course, that there are several buildings that this fund has been responsible for. And... Batman basically starts going to all of them, looking in the 13th floor and find, finding layer after layer after layer that these uh, owls seem to have occupied. Yeah. And uh, I do enjoy the way it's drawn as he goes from each building to, to, to the next. They've got these sort of like eyelets of, you know, sort of how the owl's eye is on the talon mask. Yeah. And you sort of get a picture of the building. Uh, There's another one of those. Those gliders too. Yeah, yeah. And the follow page, another glider. Mm-hmm. A lot of cool tech. Yeah, all the the knives and weapons on the wall. It just makes me wish Damien was in this story so he could be like, oh, it's so cool, and like take him down and play with him, whatever. But um the final layer, nest, whatever you want to call it, that uh Batman stumbles upon, is not only new, is not only got working lights, um, but there is actually a living owl on a perch as he walks in. Yeah. And so this is not just recent. This is currently someone's, inhabited. Yeah, yeah. Someone's using this place. That's right. right. And uh, we get another portrait 
of the uh, what appears to be the court of yeah. owls, but the owl uh, leadership with the masks and uh, more modern clothing. And there's what appears to be a talon in the middle of the picture, and it's dated June 2006. Right. So uh, this is recent. He's he's continuing to talk through Alfred uh, wirelessly. Within the, the timeline, too. Okay, so this story, I think, takes place roughly five years before what else is going on in, in New 52, right? Yeah. I think that was the, the general setup. Well, this was published... Um, I think this is either late 2011 at this point, uh, January, 2012. So that 2006 date should be current with the year that Batman's in. Okay. That that's moment. interesting. Yeah. So, so within the Batman continuity, that picture of the owls was actually taken in the year 2006. So if right. we applied Batman's continuity to our real world, yeah, that was actual. That's very interesting because five years does get it roughly to the beginning of uh, 2012. So right. So I mean, cool. you know, it says it says June 2006. So it's not you know it wasn't like it was taken the same day that Batman finds it, but within that same year. Yeah. So. I, no, just I to kind of re- reinforce how you know current this this hideout is, you know how active it is, right, right, and the fact that you know with those those other people outside of that one talent being there, that there is still a court of owls. You know, there's yeah. multiple people involved with it. Yeah, no, that's very interesting. Uh, you know, seeing this picture, Batman should instantly know that it's not like the court was real and died out. This seems to indicate that these guys are active and yeah. current. Um, and that perhaps the talent he encountered is the one in the picture, which means this talent does have connections to to others and, you know, some support or organization. Sure. Uh, but, you know, so Batman's radioed into Alfred. Uh, he says, Alfred, I, I want you to open Alan Wayne's crypt. And Alfred yeah. says, sir. And Bruce responds, he was right. I don't understand about the owl nest. What about them, sir? They're in our homes. Yeah. So he reveals that information to Alfred and uh, we turn the page. And uh, all this time right under our. And then Alfred says, sir. And then just kaboom. Yeah. Bruce is uh, sort of just, you know, talking openly and just saying like, you know, all this time that they were here. They, you know, we didn't know he, he is absolutely come to grips in that moment. There's no doubt. He accepts it. The owls are here. Yeah. They've been around. And of course, as he does it, his, his words are apropos all this time under our feet. And it looks like his foot has a little wire hanging around it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's kicked what appears to be a trip line. And the top of the building just explodes. Kraboom yep. is written on the page. And it does look like a Kraboom moment with... What appears to be the talon on uh, on a lower building on a lower building, looking up at it, and you know this is also a small deal. Whatever the owl in the the panel where the explosion is happening has his wings open. He could be just opening his wings in surprise, but it's also possible that he's he they're still open as he's landing on the uh, talon's arm because we saw that that owl inside yes. the room. Yeah, and this is exa- that's exactly where I was going with it. Is this the same owl? Um, this isn't like the biggest deal or anything. Right. But I'm just sort of curious. He he encounters the owl in the nest. In I think they're trying Talon's to. Nest. I think they're trying to imply that. Yeah, yeah. that that he he f- was able to escape. Batman yeah. came. He flew out the window and uh, 
you know, gain the company of the Talon. World smartest owl knows when yes. to get out before a bomb goes off. That's all. right. And that's that's Bomb's how this issue out. ends with the uh the you know, a nice close up profile shot of both the owl and the talon, and then if you look in the the, the Talon's uh, goggles or what have you, you see the, the burning building. And right, then, reflected in there. And then that's the end of issue three. You that's the wait end till, of issue three. You know, issue four to find out, find out what, what happens to Batman. You know, he was, uh, looked like he was in a pretty deadly situation. Yeah, the, the top of the building just explodes. I mean, it, it looks rough for him. Um, Batman's the, dead, last issue ever. Yeah, this is the end of the run. It was really great. Uh, thanks for joining yeah. us. No, no. You know, one of the things I, I sort of wanted to, mention is i don't know but a, a lot of this issue sort of feels indiana jones-ish to me yeah there's this rhyme and it's got clues in it and he's exploring these hidden chambers batman carried a whip the whole time <laughs> yes yes <he's> got, <laughs> no but i mean like you've got these paintings from over a hundred you know a hundred and uh 17 years or whatever it was ago sure. um so I was just thinking He's about that. Digging that's, into the past. You know, that's, that's right. exactly what Indiana Jones does. Yeah. So. No, no short stuff, though. Like I said, no Robin. No, <laughs> no, no Robin. Um, but that was a fun issue. Yeah. I think, I think Batman, there's no doubt what's going on now. The, the court exists. They've yeah. been around He's for a hot minute. Completely aware at this yeah. point. And uh, he's also and completely aware of this eminent danger he's in with the exploding building but uh oh wait 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 wait. what is that oh okay no that's the next issue no yeah, we can't, yeah. can't talk about that yet can't talk about that secret um i was about to say that that wasn't at the end of my my floppy here yeah, but that's... you got the trade um oh gosh what was i gonna say uh i got nothing you got I nothing come, I, it completely no, no, it'll come back as soon as we uh blanked. hit stop but uh, fun stuff. Once again, we've got the history of Alan Wayne. We've got Batman's brutality, uh, you know, becoming legend in the subways as the conductor. This is just a few of my favorite moments. I, re I remember what I was going to say. Now yeah, that he go. knows there's a court of owls, you don't want to be in that court at this point. It's a good time to, you know, turn in your member card and go to another city and never kind of poke your head out <laughs> ever from wherever you're staying. Because uh, Batman's going to get his. You know, it's like the end of, uh, you know, Usual Suspects. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled is making people think he didn't exist. And so, you know, the the Court of Owls, maybe their great leverage was that the uh, great detectives of Gotham, Batman and otherwise. Um, it was just a legend. Just, just a legend. Yeah. yeah. And now that there's some confirmation, um, Batman is a strong opponent and they're going to have to bring their a game. They've lost their sort of, uh, their I advantage, guess, certainly element of surprise That's or right. what have you. That's right. So if they had been able to kill Bruce, you know, that would have been a big deal. Um, you know, that would have been, we would not have had an issue it. three. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so, but, uh, is there anything else that you would like to nah, say about this it, issue? An, another great, uh, triumph by, Snyder and Capullo. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so not my favorite issue yet, though. I will, I will or my, not my favorite issue of what we've read. I think okay. the first two were a little. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, you want to plug anything? Ah, dude, I got nothing to plug. Thanks for doing okay. the show with me. Yeah. Thank you. Um, check out 336cast.com. Check out the other podcasts. Check out older episodes of this. Uh, uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah. Um, like us on Facebook, download the new Android app. Yeah, That's totally cool. do it. Technology, y'all. Um, and we'll, oh, 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 pick of the week for pick last of the week. week. Yes. We're, we're a little bit late on this one, but yeah. 
we 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 remember what came out last week. So, yeah. uh, you want me to start? Yeah, please do. Sure. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Fantastic Four number two um, from the new James Robinson run. Right. Uh, issue one was solid, and issue two is even better than issue one. So it's uh, really exciting. And I'm not the biggest Fantastic Four right, fan. Right. But I love the series so far. So, I mean, that goes to show you just how strong the, the writing really is, taking characters that, you know, I'm kind of eh, about and really intriguing me. Yeah, so. that, that can be a sign of a nice writer where it's it's a character you've never really had much attachment yeah. to. And all that goes aside, you just get pulled in. Yep. And we got, you know, issue two on shelves here at Stormcrow. And uh, just today, got in more copies of issue one. Sweet. So Sweet. You can pick up both both copies of that series, get right. completely caught up, up to date. I'm gonna I'm gonna be lame and go with Batman 29. Um, You're never lame for going with hey, Batman. You know, dude, we're gonna cover Court of Owls, but if you like this stuff at all, you should totally keep reading because this series does in, uh, continue to be pretty enjoyable. Yeah. And uh, Batman 29, uh, this is going. We were talking about the time frame of Batman. This is. Uh, the zero year storyline, which yeah. has been going on for about a year. Still Scott yeah. Snyder, still Greg Capullo. Yep, the same team. Uh, and really, you know, the amount of work these guys are putting in is incredible. The books are high priced, but they are thicker books. Yeah. And they're staying on a good monthly rhythm. I don't really think they've missed anything. Uh, Batman 28 was... I think, I think there's been a new issue every single month. It's really impressive. So. 28 was the uh, little preview of the Batman eternal storyline they're going to be doing. Yeah. But besides that, they, every month these guys, and, and it was a different creative team. I should mention on the, um, other than eternal. Snyder, right? It was, Snyder's uh, consistent. David Wynn, I think was, was doing it. Um, I might be wrong, okay. but I thought that's who did it. Yeah, Cause uh, I know he's, he's one of the, the names on this, uh, this Batman eternal promo. Right. So you got Snyder, you've got, uh, Tinian the fourth, who Tinian. I think co-writes some of the stuff. Yeah. Uh, Ray Fox is there. John Lamont, Tim Seeley's there yeah. from Revival. I know a lot of people that come to Storm Crow been loving Revival. Yeah, um, that is a good book. So. Dustin Wynn. I, I think I said David, but Dustin, yeah. yeah. So they've been kicking it out of the park and uh, doing a lot of work. And issue 29 is fun, mm -hmm. really cool, great Riddler stuff, really digging it. And, uh, you know, leading up, it's it's the story goes with Bruce uh, first arriving back in Gotham and now is he getting settled as Batman. So it's sort of fun to go back in time with that. Awesome. That's my pick. Well, uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. So check back for Batman number four, Court of Owls. Thanks. See you next week. Bye.